Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. What's going on, DMV? How's everybody doing tonight? 106.7 The Fan is on your AM, FM dial. It's on the Odyssey app, and it's on our stream at thefandc.com. However, you're tuned in tonight. We appreciate you hanging out with us for a bit. My name is Danny Noakes. Our guy Ryan Cleary here producing the show. We got a lightning quick show here for you, ladies and gentlemen, this evening. Off the air at 7.15, that's when we'll hand it off to Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler for Nats on deck. Nats out in St. Louis to begin game two of that series with the Cardinals. You heard it in the update from our guy Craig Heist. 7.45, first pitch, and we will do a little bit of Nats in our third segment today, so we've only got three total segments but a lot of football as week one in the NFL is here. Week two, the real week two of college football is here. And just a whole heck of a lot of great games to look forward to. Football is back, and I know everybody's excited about it. 800-636-1067 is the MGM National Harbor listener line. Anybody wants to grab one of those lines, get on the horn, chop it up a little bit, feel free to do so. Call us there. You can also hit me up on Twitter. That's a very easy way to get in touch with me, at Danny Noakes. You can tweet the station as well, at 1067 the fan commanders get the jacksonville jaguars that's not going to happen until sunday though what we get in a couple of nights is the bills at the rams who are going to open us up on thursday night rams going to be honored they're the defending super bowl champions and you know what i'm on record saying this already i think this is actually going to be a super bowl preview i've got the rams going back to the super bowl this year coming out of the nfc and I've got the Bills coming out of the AFC after what I expect to be an explosive AFC championship game against the Kansas City Chiefs. And this is what, now that we're in the the actual regular season, and we haven't played any games yet, but now it is officially week one, we get to start talking about some of these scenarios. So as we go through the season, the conversations will change, but where we're standing right now, I don't necessarily see Tampa as a team that could knock the Rams off coming out of the NFC. Tom's coming back. He's always going to be an incredibly tough out, one of the toughest outs, especially when you get into the playoffs that there is, not to mention their offense has a lot of weapons that he can give the ball to, but is their defense as stout as when they won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago? I don't necessarily think so, and they haven't been as sharp offensively either. Going toe-to-toe with the Rams last year, they weren't quite up to par with LA. So I don't think Tampa could knock them off. I don't think the Packers will, you know, Rogers losing Devontae Adams to Las Vegas. I don't know if they quite are going to have the same offensive prowess that they have the last couple of years, but Rogers always finds a way to put up very good numbers. I don't think that'll necessarily be different, but it's hard to imagine them taking down the LA Rams when 
you look back at what happened last year, obviously, great position to knock the 49ers out and couldn't get it done. And I think they take a step back this year with their roster. Although getting Bakhtiari back is very big for Rodgers and the team in general. And, and I think that those are two of the teams that are best positioned to knock the Rams off to try and dethrone the defending world champions. But I just... I like what the Rams have done in the offseason. They really didn't lose a whole lot. Most of their production is returning. Kind of feels like they're just getting going. So I'm going to say that they go back. Now, I'm a little bit less confident in the Buffalo Bills making it to the Super Bowl because I think the AFC is tougher when you get to the top of the conference. The Chiefs, despite losing Tyree Kill, will always be an offensive juggernaut. Plus, I think Mahomes is going to have a bit of a chip on his shoulder after winning it all a few years ago, becoming MVP, and now the Chiefs have had a couple of disappointing finishes the last couple of seasons, which did include another trip to a Super Bowl that they ultimately lost. But so the other thing about the AFC to me is they've got the toughest division in football, right? That's got to be the AFC West, at least when you look at it from a quarterback standpoint. I mean, Mahomes, Justin Herbert, now they have Russell Wilson starting in Denver to go along with Derek Carr, who it's probably going to take a pretty big step forward when you consider that he's going to be able to throw the ball to his old college teammate Devontae Adams this year. So it's fun to hypothesize, give our predictions. My brother and I always had a tradition before the season would start. You give your Super Bowl matchup, you give a champion. So I've got the Bills and the Rams. I've got the Bills winning it all. Boy, that would be some story if Buffalo could win their first Super Bowl, wouldn't it? That'd be a lot of fun. But will the Commanders be there at the end of the season in position to potentially make a wild card spot? We don't know. These first couple of games, I think, are going to tell us a lot about the Commanders because they have Jacksonville, obviously, to start off, but then a Detroit team that's it's kind of hard to gauge. And we're, we get, we're getting a pretty good view of them in hard knocks right now, the season finale of which is tonight. But it's still hard to look at the Lions, certainly on paper, stack them up against the Commanders, and say that the Commanders aren't a better team. And I've seen a couple of quote-unquote analysts, right? I think that term is used a lot more loosely these days, although I will say that it was this analyst was actually on a TV show. Had the Commanders going 3-14, and 14, I believe. It's hard to imagine them being that bad. Pretty much everything would have to go wrong. They play a pretty weak schedule, all things considered, especially when you stack it up against last year's. So Commanders Jacksonville week one, to me, you got to win these first couple of games. And without Chase Young, without Brian Robinson for the first few weeks, they got a couple of other guys. Logan Thomas is still trying to work his way back as well. But this is a Jacksonville team that you need to come out. You don't turn the football over. So many of the keys, I think, to the Commanders, and whether or not they'll have success this year, you could also extrapolate out toward my Virginia Tech Hokies, who just... Had an embarrassing showing this past weekend. And what we've been saying, don't turn the football over. And that's what they went and did five times on Friday night and lost to ODU. Obviously talking about different levels of football here, but Wentz is a guy that's been able to limit turnovers. And his numbers last year were at least a a significant step ahead of what we saw from Taylor Heineke. So there is the expectation for them to take a step forward on the offensive side of the ball and with all the talent that they have on the defensive side of the ball, it's impossible not to have the expectation that they would be a little bit better than what they were last year. And I would say they should be a lot better. 
couple of other big games in the NFL this weekend. Not that you all won't be watching all of them like me. I know that we all can't wait to hear Scott Hansen's voice open up Red Zone on Sunday afternoon. But some of the other games, there's a handful of games here in the NFL that I was particularly intrigued by. You've got the Rams and the Bills Thursday night, of course. That'll be fun. Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, right? The Bengals defending AFC champions. Steelers, they're going with Trubisky, but will Pittsburgh, will Cincinnati challenge for the AFC North this year? A lot of people think the Ravens are going to bounce back. Lamar Jackson still hasn't got that contract done yet, but maybe it's getting close, and he's a dynamic quarterback. AFC North will be interesting. Pitts at Cincinnati, that's one of my games to keep an eye out for this weekend. How about New England at Miami? The Patriots at the Dolphins. A couple of teams that could be right there in the AFC East at the end of the season. It's kind of crazy to think about Buffalo being the shoe-in to win that division with how long New England had a stranglehold on it, but that's where we're at. Seems like if Tua plays well this year, if they get Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle going, right, that could be a team that could vie for a wild card spot. In New England with Mac Jones coming in another year under his belt, playing in Belichick's system, I think that's an interesting game to keep an eye out for. How about the Chiefs at the Cardinals? Kansas City at Arizona. That just sounds like it could be a lot of fun in terms of offense. Mahomes going on the road to face Kyler Murray in week one. Hopefully we see some fireworks. Now on Sunday night, you've got Tampa Bay at Dallas. Bucks at the Cowboys. So Dallas seems to get that Sunday night spot often for good reason. They're obviously a big draw from the national crowd, but they face Tom Brady here in week one. I'm interested to see, you know, there's Tom Brady's kind of had a weird offseason. He did retire before unretiring. He's coming back, obviously, but, you know, he showed up to camp, didn't quite look like himself. What kind of Tom will we see on Sunday night? I'm interested to see that. And then my final game to keep an eye out for, a revenge game for Russ. The Denver Broncos go to Seattle. So Russell Wilson's first start for the Denver Broncos will be against his former team on Monday night in Seattle. That's pretty crazy to think about, and it should be a heck of a lot of fun. I expect Denver to... Well, I I was going to say, I expect Denver to go in there and win that game. Certainly, they're the better team on paper, but that could be a game where there's a lot of emotion. It's going to be charged up there. Seahawks home stadium is very loud. Certainly, Washington fans here know, after witnessing a couple of playoff games there, maybe about 15 or so years ago. All right, let's do this. Let's step aside. Let's take a quick break. There's your NFL rundown. We've got a couple of segments to go. We're only with you for another 30 minutes, so when we come back, we're going to do a little college football. Recap of week one. We'll look forward to week two. You're listening to 106.7 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Real quick, because it's happening over at Audi Field, maybe a 10-minute walk from our studios at 106.7 The Fan, the U.S. women's national soccer team has a 1-0 advantage over Nigeria. That's in the 43rd minute. Coming up on halftime. So the ladies, the U.S. women's national team, up one to nothing over at Audi Field. 
I saw our guy Craig Hoffman from our sister station, the Team 980, was headed over to that game. Looks like a lot of fun. Danny Noakes with you up until 7.15. My guy Ryan Clary producing the show. Hey, Ryan, have you been to Audi Field recently for any D.C. United games, any other soccer matches, or did you get to witness the Defenders short run? I wanted to see the Defenders, and that, yeah. that was something that I was on my bucket list, but I still haven't been able to get over to Audi Field, so that kind of yeah. stinks. I understand. It's it's actually it's a it's a cool place to watch a game, and and I haven't actually witnessed any soccer over there. I'd love to go to a DC United game, and I and I'm hoping to. If anybody's just listening to me for the first time, I live in Richmond, but I'm from Northern Virginia, so coming home often results in attending a sporting event like that. But I just don't get up there quite often as I would like. But I did get to go to the inaugural DC Defenders game, which was a lot of fun, and we got the foam shields. So I, I, that's that's definitely one of the cooler pieces of memorabilia I got here in the, what I call the Dan Cave. But I wanted <laughs> to talk. I wanted to talk a little college football. You like that, Ryan? I, that's what I call it. My man cave. The, it's Dan, the Dan Cave, cave. and that that's stuck right. with me. <laughs> it's it's great in here too. I got three screens, two Xboxes, several Roku's. I, it's 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 fantastic. It, it's a dream, especially on a Sunday during football season. But. Uh, College football is underway. We had week one. We had a full slate of games. We've got some takeaways. And what was interesting, too, is right before the game started last week, this giant announcement, the college football playoff committee had agreed on a 12-team playoff, and they're going to implement it no later than 2026, but potentially 2024. It's just funny because people were waiting on that news, assuming that there would be expansion to the college football playoffs, but they assumed that it would go from four games to either six or eight instead of 12 <laughs> teams, rather, not games. So it was a surprise in several facets here and would also say that it was a little bit poorly timed because it took away some of the attention from those games. But the fun part of this past weekend was there were some really entertaining games. Starting on Thursday, West Virginia pit, the backyard brawl. It goes right down to the wire. West Virginia throws a pick six at the end of that game for Pitt to win. That was a whole heck of a lot of fun. I had a two-game parlay on West Virginia Pitt and Penn State Purdue, and I had Pitt and Penn State outright, and they both came away with the wins at the very last second. Penn State beat Purdue on in the last couple of minutes as well. They scored a touchdown to go ahead after kind of being in a, a slugfest for a lot of that game. So that was fun. Friday, my worst nightmare, ODU upsets Virginia Tech. Ryan, I feel like every time, certainly every football season, we've we've been together doing shows for a few football seasons now, but we always have a Virginia Tech upset to talk about, do we not? I mean, you're, you're totally right on that. And I feel bad <laughs> because you're a Virginia Tech guy. You cover it. You went there. You, you just love the school. Mm. And... and I feel for you, man. It sucks. <laughs> it does. It does. But that's just the way it goes sometimes, man. And that game against Old Dominion on Friday night was there. Were, there was there's so much that I can and will say about it. By the way, anybody that wants a little bit of Virginia Tech coverage, check out the Vic Seven Five Seven show. We're recording our week two episode tomorrow night. You can check it out online. Check it out on my Twitter. I do a segment called Noakes Notes with Mike and Dwight Vic. We have a lot of fun doing that, but I've been saying Grant Wells, the starting quarterback for Virginia Tech, the number one thing that he needs to do is not turn the football over. And he comes out and he throws three picks. 
the field goal, the debacle that happened on the field goal try was just absolutely ridiculous. Snap goes over the guy's head, and then a pathetic attempt by, I guess it was the punter, to try and recover the fumble before ODU picked it up and ran it all the way back. There was so much about it that was shocking, but so much of it that wasn't. And despite the fact that I was sure it was not going to be a pretty game, I really didn't think that Tech would, would go and lose that one the way that they did. But here we are, talking about it again. And the Hokies will get Boston College at 8 o'clock on Saturday evening, which is a good chance for them to bounce back, ACC home opener. But then the rest of week one was also very entertaining. You had East Carolina miss a extra point and a field goal as time expires to lose a major upset vid versus a ranked NC State team. That was an entertaining game. And remember, ECU's head coach is the former JMU head coach. You had App State and UNC played a bonkers game that featured a total score north of 120 combined points. In fact, there were three touchdowns scored, I think, in the last minute alone. And App State came so close to pulling off that upset, went for two, as opposed to trying to tie the game at 56. And the guy was wide open. He was wide open in the flats. And the App State quarterback overthrew him. And they ended up trying to onside kick it. And UNC took the onside kick back to the house. And so then it was an eight-point lead for UNC. But then App State got the ball back, and they scored. College football, right? It's a heck of a lot of fun. That's the sort of, that's the sort of craziness you get. Florida-Utah, really good game. Utah, I felt, was, was and, and it was tough for them to start off the season by going to the swamp. That's a very difficult thing to do. But Florida, coming in, brand-new head coach, Billy Napier, I give them a lot of credit because that Utah team, going to the Rose Bowl last year, that lost some guys, no doubt, but get their quarterback back, that was a good win for Florida. I don't think that anyone is going to touch what Alabama and Georgia are going to be this year. Not, not even Ohio State, by the way. But... Florida could cause some trouble there in the SEC. We'll put it we'll put it that way. So there are some other great games to look at this weekend as well. And I mentioned the tech game that's you'll be able to listen to it right here on 1067 the fan Saturday night, eight o'clock kickoff. That is Boston College. The Hokies are hosting, watched on the ACC network. But Most of you probably don't care a whole heck of a lot about that. The bigger games from this weekend are number one, Alabama at Texas. That's a good matchup between a couple of teams that are in very different places. (laughs) Alabama could come out there and and win that game by seven touchdowns. There's no doubt. But because it's a road game, maybe Texas comes out a little extra juice and, and they keep it a little bit closer. I'm on record saying I don't think Alabama loses a game by less than two touchdowns this season. Maybe Georgia can keep it a little bit closer than that, but Bama... They do look impressive right now. Going a little bit further down this list of games, too. The, the, actually, the most intriguing matchup, I think, on the college football slate this weekend is number 24, Tennessee, at number 17, Pittsburgh. And Pitt has had a tough open to the season. I mean, you reignite a ancient rivalry in the backyard brawl, go up against your absolute bitter rival in West Virginia in a very physical football game last week only to turn around, and you're at home again for these first two games, but then you get this Tennessee team led by former Virginia Tech quarterback Hendon Hooker, who's been putting up some very big numbers since he got there to Tennessee. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I think Tennessee's going to give Pittsburgh all it can handle in that game. 
So that's probably the matchup that I'm looking forward to the most. By the way, the Maryland Terrapins are at Charlotte. That's a 3.30 kickoff on Saturday afternoon. There's a couple of other ranked matchups. In the SEC, 7 o'clock, number 20, Kentucky, at number 12, Florida. Florida was unranked, and now they're the number 12 team in the country. You know, it's it's amazing what a win over a top-10 team can do, and that's what they just got in beating Utah this past weekend. Kentucky has also been a team that's kind of on the rise, and, and a good matchup between a couple of SEC schools early in the season. That one should give us some fireworks as well. And then the last game that I'll point to here is number 9 Baylor at number 21 BYU. That's the nightcap. 10-15 kickoff on ESPN. Nothing like a little late-night college football, especially out there on the West Coast. So number 9 Baylor at number 21 BYU. That is your wrap for the college football slate for Week 2. That's about going to do it for us here in this segment, however. Coming up next... We'll do a little Nats before we get out of here. With you up until 7.15, we hand it off to Charlie and Dave for Nats on Deck. Nats are at the Cardinals with a 7.45 first pitch. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to 106.7 The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Danny Noakes with you tonight on 106.7 The Fan. My guy Ryan Clare producing the show. We're with you only for about another five minutes, ladies and gentlemen. Just about set to hand it off to Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler over in St. Louis. Nats Cardinals tonight. Game two of the series, 745 first pitch. It's been an interesting couple of uh, games here for the Nats recently. They're riding a bit of a hot streak. Three wins in a row. Got a dub last night against the Cardinals. And then they won the final two games of the series against the Mets. It's been... And I think I saw, by the way, that it's the car, the the Nats beating the Cardinals and the Mets by six runs each of the last three games is the first time that any team has been able to beat a team that's either 40 or 50 games better than them by that many runs. So you got that going for you, Nats. That's, that's fantastic, right? Any sort of silver lining to the season is good because even though... You, you you start to think about uh, everything that's happened with Soto and whatnot, you know. that's uh, Any sort of silver lining is good. But this segment is brought to you by the Sunoco Go Rewards app with the new Sunoco Go Rewards app. When you fuel, you save. So drop what you're doing because rewards come first. Download the Sunoco Go Rewards app to find your nearest Sunoco and start saving today. Sunoco, fuel your best. So... With the Nats, Cade Cavalli also recently made his debut. I know that was a little over a week ago at this point because he's already since been moved to the injured list. But his debut was not ideal, and he was definitely a bit erratic. But my main takeaway from Cade Cavalli's debut was that the defense behind him was so bad. And and that's really been maybe my biggest takeaway of the Nationals this season. I mean, you go back to the first inning of that start. Cavalli's about to get out of the inning and it's a ground ball up the middle. There's already a runner on base. And C.J. Abrams ends up throwing it away. Two runs come in to score. And that takes away pretty much any chance of 
any sort of momentum that Cavalli would have been able to take through the rest of the game. Confidence, too, especially when you're talking about a guy making his first start. Having to start in a 2 nothing hole because of an error that was made in the field is, is just a really tough way to, to go. So Cavalli moving to the injured list, it doesn't sound like it's going to be for an incredibly long period of time, but we're now into the last month of the season. I believe their final game, the Nats' final game, is on October 5th. So we got a little under a month to go. We'll see if he ends up making another start, but I imagine the Nats are probably not going to rush anything with, with any of these guys. But obviously one of the better stories in baseball recently has been Joey Manessis and, and his, his hot hitting. I saw a graphic from the other day where he's considerably outperforming Juan Soto since the two got traded, Soto now being in San Diego. Obviously, some perspective needs to be added to that because the Padres are a team that's actually in contention right now, whereas the Nationals are very easily the worst team in baseball. Benesis, though, has, has just really had a stellar season since he came up, but a guy that had to wait so long before he got that Major League Baseball debut. It's, it's really cool to see what he's been able to do, the success that he's had, and you just hope that he can keep doing it because we need a little bit something, a little bit of juice, a little bit of energy to get us through the, the final bit of this 2022 season. It's almost over now, and obviously the Nats are nowhere near the playoffs, but you look at what's happening around the rest of baseball, there are some interesting wild card chases between what's happening in the National League. You've got the Braves, the the Phillies are in the thick of it as well, not to mention over on the American League, the O's are vying for a, a, a playoff spot, so there's there's... This is one of, if not the best times all year when October hits, September as well, but when October hits, it's playoff baseball. We're a month into the NFL season, month into college football season. Finally starting to cool off as well, starting to join some of that weather. Oh, it, it's, it's just a relief to have it all back. So that's just about going to do it for us this evening. Told you guys it was going to be a quick one. Nats Baseball is coming up next on 106.7 The Fan. Hey, some more good news related to the Nats. Mackenzie Gore threw some simulated innings today. Another prospect that was included in that Juan Soto trade. Gore, some simulated innings. We'll see what the staff decides to do with him. Thanks so much to my producer, Ryan Clary. Everybody have a great night. I'll talk to you all again tomorrow evening, same time, 6.30 to 7.15. And until then, be safe, be kind, and be well. I'm out of here. Deuces. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t